0: Stories connect us as humans. A well-told story can motivate and inspire us. Storytelling is the ultimate superpower. Be The Drop is a weekly podcast that investigates how to tell stories that engage. Join me, Amelia Veal, on our shared journey to become better storytellers. In episode 281, Yvonne Sears, Managing Director of ISD Cyber, Shares with me a range of insights into the world of cybersecurity. Yvonne explains what cybersecurity is and unpacks some of the ambiguity or confusion in this space. We also discuss some of the key actions businesses should take as basic precautions against data breaches and online fraud. This is Yvonne's version of Be the Drop. Are you starting a podcast? Narrative Marketing delivers a full range of podcast production and training options. Visit narrativemarketing.com.au or hit the link in the show notes for more details. Yvonne, thank you so much for joining me for our next episode of Be The Drop. Thank you. To get us started and to help our audience get to know you, I've asked you to share a story, which is, could be a moment or a collection of moments along your journey to get us to,
1: or to get you to this point now. Okay, thank you very much. Um, okay, so a core story for me it's my why and journey into uh, cybersecurity all leads back to uh, year 2000. Uh, there was a little eight-year-old girl called Victoria Klimbe, um, who passed away under the care of her guardians and this was in the in the UK um, she'd unfortunately been um, badly treated malnourished um, and Essentially, uh, she she passed away because um, she had pneumonia and, everything and many other things wrong with her at the time. And this was partly a result of many um, government industries or agencies um, not understanding the requirements of a Data Protection Act that was in, in place in the UK at the time. So they would... Um, putting up barriers to sharing really important information about the most vulnerable people in our in our <laughs> care, state care. Um, so this was you know miscommunication between the police, the health services, the carers, the uh, the schools, and things like that. And um, as a result, post her death, um, the UK brought out a standard called the Coldecot standard, and this was specifically brought around to um, ensuring that people in a vulnerable position and within jurisdictions of county councils uh, with a responsibility for social services uh, were actually looked after properly within the confines of the meaning, true meaning behind the Data Protection Act, but also that the information was sh- uh, shared in a secure manner to give them the confidence that they could share that information um, with each with each other and for the for the good of um the vulnerable. Um so my first job um in cyber was uh for a county council in Wiltshire in two thousand. Uh, so I started in April two thousand there as a security administrator. Had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> Uh, I just had that can-do attitude, and they liked my enthusiasm, so that's how I got my job. Um, And they got me doing some uh, work around data protection, and they had a new requirement, being the cold-cut standard, where I had to then go and find out what information that they were sharing, how they were sharing it, and things like that. So it was a massive um, information audit, as such. Um, And that's really... um, my why, because I really understood, you know, the concepts behind what the Coltercott standard meant and how I could then enable all these different agencies to do the right thing. Um, and I was kicked out of my nest by my mentor two years later, so I'd go do some consulting. So I ended up in London doing uh, consulting for a lot of London boroughs who were also going through this transition of, OK, what is the, the Coltercott standard? What does it mean to us? And how can we do more for our, our People that we look after, and that's when my my passion grew really, just to give others the confidence doing the right thing.
0: Oh, what a fantastic story and a great way to get us started when talking about cybersecurity, and that's mm. the space you work in. Because often I think many people may find it hard to connect with cybersecurity because it's kind of removed from a human element. It's data out there yeah somewhere <laughs> and whose data what data and who's looking and what does it mean but from a it seems like an almost removed aspect but what you your story highlights is that very real human element and the human cost then come in if we don't manage this well Definitely. Yeah. uh and i think that's a really important reminder bringing that in and going there's people involved mm-hmm. in these Data transaction, absolutely, and so that that really humanises it and brings it back for us all. Now, fast forward and you're in Australia, yep, and you're now running your own cybersecurity company or co-running, yep. So, what are some of the challenges that you're tackling now? You know, you're working with a range of of different industries and businesses. What are some of those key things that you work with people that they need to be aware of in this cybersecurity space, which may be slightly overwhelming and we sort of understand it's important mm. but why so if you had to sort of distill down what do you think might be some of those key bits or key areas that businesses should be aware of from a cybersecurity? security because they, they may not be in um, the jurisdictions of protecting the vulnerable but mm. they still have data what they are those do. data points where should we be looking as a starting point
1: yeah um Essentially, I think um, cyber, although it's a sexy word, and, you know, uh, thanks to um, the likes of the matrix, you know, it, it's kind of, it does offer that uh, vision of it's all just data and zeros and ones and computer screens. It, it's not that at all. It's, it's become a lot broader than that. So in, in traditional sense, it's always around information security management um, on the general sense. But it's transitioned to cyber because it's more sexy, and the board like the word cyber too. So that's what we're we're now stuck with. Um, just recently, actually, between the last three and five years, really. Um, but I think for others, it does create that barrier of confusion as to okay, well, that sounds really complicated. It sounds a bit it, bit techie. Um, I'm not comfortable with uh, even trying to understand it. Understand it. However, when you sort of think around the whole causes to the purpose behind it, you think it from a context from information security, it's about securing your business. It's ensuring that your business is resilient to changes that are happening within your environment. And, you know, technology has changed so so much in the last 10, 20 years. You know, you're, you're doing standard, um, not standard, but. Uh, traditional businesses are now transitioned online, um, very much also thanks to COVID, a lot of even like coffee shops and, you know, mum and dad shops have transitioned to an online environment. And so they haven't necessarily changed the core of who they are. They changed how they're doing business. And is that that we need to uh, get organisations of any size, small mum and dad shops through to large organisations, actually understanding what's important, To secure their their business. So to understand that, you need to understand what information you have that's of value to you. Um, And if you don't have it anymore, what does that mean to your business? So um, from yourself, for example, with your podcast, what would happen if someone um, went through your library and deleted everything? What what sort of effect would that have on your business? Um, And how would you recover? So I think any business going um, or addressing information security or cybersecurity from the start should really have a good understanding about who they are, what services they provide, have a good understanding of, okay, well, if they fall in any regulations or legislation, what implications are there for within information security management? Do you have any privacy requirements? Or could you actually add value and benefits to your clients by acting um, in a manner compliant with the Privacy Act, for example, because um, that teaches us that we only collect the information that we need. Uh, we get authorization from whoever owns that data that we can actually use it. Um, and that we're you know, sharing it with those who need to know and we're keeping it secure. So those are the basic principles of the privacy ad. So that really should be a good sort of starting point for any business, no matter what you do. Mm.
0: And it's interesting, you mentioned COVID and the change and the drive will shift to more business operating in that online space. And it's interesting because it has been quite rapid change. And for some people, huge pivots, big reversals of how they operate their business and move into that online space um and that you know people have changed because there was that a real a, a real requirement and a necessity to do so mm. do you think that that the security the data security and the understanding around privacy and protection of information has changed at the same rapid rate no
1: <laughs> no i think <simple> <laughs> And does that pose a
0: big (laughs) risk? And what is the risk? How do we understand the risk? Mm.
1: Yeah, as with any um, significant change, um, we need to do a risk assessment. So understanding the the cause effect, um, impact of loss. Um, So in, in information security, we cover loss of confidentiality, integrity, and availability of our data. So ensuring that we're only allowing access to those that need to to have access to it, that we can trust and rely on on transactions, that they're you know a genuine person at the end of the day that's made an order, for example, um, and that our our systems and information are available when we need it, so we can provide those those services. Um, but yeah, because COVID happened all of a sudden, a lot of businesses you know probably had these change programs in place maybe within the next five years such as working from home for example they were just on a very slow train and then all of a sudden all this money came from nowhere and IT departments were instructed to actually yeah make everybody available to work from home because that was the only way the business could sustain itself Um, and they were making all sorts of um, you know (laughs) changes to the technology infrastructure yellow yeah, and the actual assets themselves were laptops and things like that there's been a you know a huge impact on availability of laptops that like the likes of harvey norman <laughs> uh, and what have you and um you know that caused a, a chain reaction uh, in itself so um yeah the businesses didn't have a chance to do any kind of risk assessment so you know and in that um, example
0: of staff working from home what do you think are the number one like things that business should be aware of or think of that they may not have as far as security of data you know they've got staff working remotely Mm -hmm. how are they making sure that that business data and information is secure what are one of the things that you think is is critical for businesses to think of, or a couple of the top things.
1: Yeah, um, and that really depends on the type of business, what regulations, standards they they need to abide by. Um, but there are some really good platforms to ensure that you're sharing information in the right way and the information is kept secure. So you've got um, the Microsoft Office 365 suite, which you know comes with it, embedded information security controls. You've got your antivirus scanning and things like that. Uh, and it's, it's possible for... Um, the IT team to actually manage those remotely as well. Um, so you don't have to physically be on location to look after um, the teams out working from home. Um, and yeah, it's just being wary of those free sort of uh, platforms where you can easily share information because they're a lot less secure. So depending on what information it is that you want to share, uh, what's important to your business really depends on the scale and scope of the controls that you put in place to manage that. Mm.
0: You know, what are some of the advice, you know, certainly we get more advice now around not opening links or Mm -hmm. not opening, you know, what are some of those things and, you know, are businesses training their staff? How do you help support them in that? What are some of those key spaces to try and protect ourselves from these faceless crimes?
1: Yep, definitely. It's just get the word out. (laughs) <laughs> and any platform that you're on, essentially, is um, don't click on links through your mobile phone. Um, reduce the number of apps on your mobiles or apps on your, your laptops. Don't click on any uh, any links of um, um, artifacts that come through that you're not expecting. Um, double check the, the email uh, addresses, of links. Um, attackers are getting very, very smart in... Um, duplicating websites and emails and and things like that so if you're uncertain of something and you're not quite sure whether it's a genuine link or not just go through to your the general route that you take um, go to the website itself directly and go through your normal login but just don't go through the via the links so where then you know, if they're
0: small, if it's a small business and they don't have their own IT department, they're looking for assistance. So they think they may have inadvertently, you know, got themselves caught in a hack or some sort of scam, yeah, where should people go to get some information or support?
1: Yeah, um, so there's um, free support available from the Australian Cybersecurity Center. So just go to www.cyber.gov.au and there's all sorts of guidance on that, um, but also guidance for before an attack as well, just to give you some general business advice on uh, cybersecurity awareness. Um, and I believe there are some also grants available for small businesses around cybersecurity. So it's worth searching the, the grants, um, pages as well. Um, but yes, essentially there's, um, there's a, uh, response group within ACSC that will actually give you advice and guidance of what to do if you think you have, uh, clicked on a naughty link. Mm.
0: Well, and that's, that's such a handy resource to know about. So then bringing it back, thinking about your story at the beginning for you, what, what is the thing that you're most excited about? Like, how do you see yourself connecting with that? Why? And the passion back to that human element for cyber in the future and for your business and and where you think you can be able to take and assist other organizations?
1: Yeah. Um, um, I'm just really excited that I can share my knowledge um expand myself and multiply myself We've got a team of over 20 consultants now um or sort of spreading the word and cybersecurity is an extremely interesting and exciting industry to be within it's it's forever growing and it's always going to be with us uh so sharing that passion with others so i'm getting involved with a lot of mentorships as well so i'm helping the next generation really come through um and to um yeah essentially Ensure that businesses as well take that growth. So our company motto, I guess, is building uh, confidence and capability. So that's inwardly facing, so building confidence and capability for our staff, but also externally for our, our clients and wider community. Building their confidence in understanding how cybersecurity relates to them, their environment. Uh, their day-to-day lives essentially but also uh, capabilities so um, through various things such as podcasts and uh, training and mentorship groups and industry discussions um, actually enable them to make the right decisions and understand their risks
0: Mm, fantastic. I love that. So in conclusion, that was almost a conclusion, but yeah. I do have one final <laughs> bit because I always ask for a be the drop tip. So, which is around how to bring people together, how to create waterfalls. So maybe it's how to build capacity. So coming back to that link, you know, what is your top tip do you think that will help people to build their confidence and capacity? What's that be the drop tip of one star?
1: My top tip, I think, for any organization is to understand your own risk profile. So what is it you do? Where do you do it? Why is it important? Who do you impact? Um, how do you operate? Because that sort of changes everything when you consider risk. Oh, fantastic.
0: That's some, some good advice. Thank you Thank so you. much.